Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Sidework presents Add-Ons with Brooke Van Poplin and Andrea Wallace. Well, hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Add-Ons with Brooke and Andrea. Yeah, guys, it's us. Oh, boy. Add-ons are so fun. I am really looking forward to them every single week. What kind of like deep dive are we going to do this week, Brooke? What kind of ways are we going to blow our own minds? (laughs) Well, you know, what keeps happening is I feel like the service industry has been It's been sold to us. It's been undervalued. It's been talked down that this is like stupid person work with no history. And every time we do a deep dive on an element of the service industry, it has this like really rich, meaningful history. And it gives me pride to tell you about the the uniforms you wear, the equipment you use, the tradition that maybe you've never questioned that's part of your job. And so it's been super fun to yeah, yeah. do these little add-ons. Yeah, yeah. I am 100 turning into a nerdy dad who's like, a fun fact, did you know? Like, that is me now. Uh, or I like having, power is knowledge. Power Brooke. is knowledge. And and I think sometimes, too, when you think about that exhibit at the museum where someone's like, I would really love to tell you about the printing press. And you're like, I'm <laughs> bored. I want to go see the big bombastic piece of art. And we are sort I'm like, I'm like, maybe I should have learned about that. Like this stuff is oddly interesting to me. <laughs> I mean, but at the same time, and I don't want to spoil future episodes, but the printing press was probably like, I'm sure that there was like a teeny one at a restaurant somewhere that was just like, I'm not <laughs> handwriting this fucking menu. Like well, we're just going to print press it. Yeah, I know. They were so sick of rewriting the chalkboard every time, you know? (laughs) Yeah. But I guess resetting if you have a rotating menu every day would be a lot. Anyway, I don't want to spoil anything for future episodes. That's not that's not what it's about. Today, we're talking about the work tool, the garment and tool, shall we call it, that holds you in keeps you organized today on add-ons we're discussing the apron Ooh, sexy yeah touchy it's the shroud that uh distinguishes you from your work self it's uh, a little bit of a severance if you will i was just gonna say it's like yeah you without the apron is is what do they call it the outside version of you i forget Mm -hmm. anyways Mm -hmm. it's the outside version for sure and i and i want to just say right now that i'd really like to see a season of severance take place in a restaurant i'm just gonna say that right now i think Best. this is possibly the third time you've voiced this on mm-hmm. the podcast and mm-hmm. i stand I by mm-hmm. no i mean it it's a good idea <laughs> we'll write it we will yeah. write ben it. stellar are you listening <laughs> his production company no. i believe is called red door i know how to oh, get to them andrea i, I know it. how let's to get to it. them i love it okay all right let's let's get this going all right an apron as we know okay how about this instead our sources so far just because we uh, are doing a lot of research and mm-hmm. not 
This isn't a, this, these aren't the episodes that are just opinions. No, uh, we need- annotated bibliography on yes. these ones. So. so our source is pretty simple. Wikipedia, an entire website called aprons.com. I mean, can it get more on the nose? And a blog called Kitchen Seer. So an apron, as we know, is a garment that is worn over clothing to cover the front of the body. But the word comes from old French the word being napron, meaning a small piece of cloth. Ooh, maybe where napkin comes from, too. Mm. However, over time, a napron became an apron. And maybe when we started using small pieces of cloth to wipe our mouths, the napron mm-hmm. also became the napkin. napkin. Now, I would like to go back to just have a napron that does, it sounds like a mashup of different things that do, one thing that does many. One thing for many things. Yes, <laughs> This is an apron for my my face, or is yes. it, or is it a napkin for your waist? We don't yes, this know. Is also, a tissue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, if we go back in history, as far back as basically fertility goddess time in ancient sort of Greece and Crete, uh, basically there are early depictions of women wearing aprons, but like way fucking sexier versions. So these mm-hmm. ancient snake goddess figurines. Uh, these these statues of them depicted the the Minoan women in 1600 BCE. They would wear a tight bodice with bare breasts, but an embroidered or woven apron covering the long dress. Okay, which sounds like a restaurant chain that's about Bring to open in the back. Midwest. Yeah, right. New restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> it's a new restaurant idea. So um, basically, fabric was very precious in medieval and Renaissance eras, as we know. Uh, basically, it was a painstaking affair to weave your clothing. People did not own many garments. So it was a huge deal to protect them, keep them stain and tear free. So aprons sometimes would be anything as crude as just scraps of material tied around the waist to basically sacrifice itself for the garment's sake. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And both genders wore aprons all the time. And this is still true today. So, um, but back then only the working class wore aprons and sure. basically wealthy individuals, because clearly they were already the fast fashion of uh, medieval times. They would never dream of performing a task that could sully or soil their clothing. Cool. So it's just sabots and aprons is what, the, you know, <laughs> what we're coming down. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and for me, it's just it is so mind blowing how much um, basically the era of innovation and industry has just made something like fast fashion capable when it's like you had your two dresses. You know, Mm -hmm. I used to read the Little House on the Prairie books and it was a huge fucking deal to get a new garment made. And I can't help but get a little romantic, you know, for for an apron, a long flowing like a dress with an apron over it era. Because mm-hmm. you what, say romantic, I say horny. Uh, mm. But I just think, yeah, just, you know, that's just like, I feel like you've got like your work clothes, your everyday clothes, and then you have like your one other dress that you're probably going to get married in. You're probably going to get buried in, you know? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Clothing was, uh, it was an absolute luxury other than the garment you wore to cover yourself. So, um, you know, and I'm just picturing like you use it as a tool for gathering. You know, you'd go out into the fields because it was not normalized for women to wear pants. So we'd be out doing farm work in dresses mm-hmm. uh, and petticoats and you would have your apron on top of that, too. But I'm of course, because I'm still watching Outlander, I'm I'm picturing the Scottish Highlander woman gathering potatoes in her apron, you know, mm-hmm. or a pioneering for frontier. Sure. 
front uh, like a frontier woman harvesting. Yeah, you get like a Sazerac. Wait, uh, she's she she's so she's always wiping her hands uh, after she's with, with like bold, the blood of a, a fallen soldier that she's that tried too. to save. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. there were medical purposes for it as well. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so it it was it was. Basically viewed as as anyone doing houseworker labor wore an apron. Um, but then washing machines came around in the nineteen you know early nineteen hundreds. Uh, cheaper clothes were easier to come by. You could get multiple garments. So basically, became less common by the nineteen sixties to wear aprons, especially in the U.S. Um, but the practice of wearing aprons still remains very strong and is a huge you know part of our job in any sort of service industry Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um basically i mean and i also picture i can't help but picture like the cute purposeful like frilly flouncy adorable 1950s housewife apron for sure like in like a french maid kind of a situation baby yeah Mm -hmm. where you're like that is a doily and serves no purpose like (laughs) yeah (laughs) for sure but it's very attractive. Um, but yeah, do you have any little, of those? Have you ever? Have I you ever collected? have. I have like one cute frilly apron that was a gift. But I, you know, and then I've got um, like a oil cloth apron. Okay. That it does work really, really well for big jobs, and then like a couple more. Nothing. I feel like I aprons must come with purpose. You know what I mean? Like, um. Yeah, for sure. Brian's got like a cute one, which I end up wearing that just says like beer and meat and something. It's like a a manly one. I have a photo of you in that one. Of course, when like Mm -hmm. men wear aprons at home to grill, it's always going to say something like kiss the cook. Mm -hmm. Um, Or, you know, you get the joke aprons that, of course, is always like a body of a woman in a bikini. Maybe it's mine. Maybe I fooled you. Um, I used to I used to actually collect my grandmother's. She let me have her vintage aprons way back when, and dumb I me love. probably donated them and didn't hold on to them. But I love. I'm a huge fan of like the Japanese aprons that are kind of they look like, and my grandmother actually kind of wore something similar. It was more like a smock, right? Yes, and that like, we're gonna get of, to that. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. I'll oh wait, yeah, no, but I'm saying like we can all <laughs> we can all picture also like the kind of smock you would wear. As we were saying, like a Japanese style to garden or do yard yeah. work also. Yeah, yeah. Those Very, I love. The crisscross. You just kind of, and it's got like the amazing fucking pockets. Anyway, anyway. So good. Anyway, right. well, let's pause for Let's pause for a little advertisement, shall we? Shall we'll come we? back and dive a little deeper on aprons. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. And and if an advertisement didn't pop up, well, then it's just us again. And we're back. Okay, so... 
now that we understand that aprons have been around since the dawn of time, they are basically a very, very sought after, if not required tool and garment that is part of your service industry job, whether you're a bartender, chef, cook, server, et cetera, et cetera. The only person who usually doesn't have to wear one is the host. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So uh, let's get into the types of aprons that you would find most commonly in the service service industry. So first one being a bib apron, which is what I think we all picture. So classic. It, yep. It's got the adjustable loop that sits around the neck and then they tie around the back. If It can either be loop or tie at the back of the neck and then they tie again at the waist level and they're co- uh, offering a lot of body coverage basically from the upper chest to the knee. Mm-hmm. Um, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And they're very adaptable because, you know, in a pinch, you could always take the bib part down, hide it and do just a waist type apron. If you fucked up and left yours at home. Hello. Mm -hmm. That's all of us. Um, But they're they're just very versatile and they have really great pockets in the front. And you so good. Yeah. Uh, and I, I feel like this is what you're seeing, like people who are like in the kitchen wearing. But then also this is also like old timey bartenders wearing this. And then this is also a look. There's this great company called um, Headley and Bennett. They make the sexiest fucking bib Ooh. aprons. This is like where you see like, you know, like the Tom Colicchio Steakhouse, like, you yes. know, craft. People are wearing like this. All the servers are wearing like the sexy, stiff, like denim or leather bib aprons, you know? Yes. I like it. It, it feels good. It feels good when you slip one on. And like I do, you know, I'll, I'll go to a home goods every once in a while and see if they've got any discounted sexy uh, bib style aprons for, you know, for me, it's like I think you'll see me in an apron if it's around the holidays and I have to be dressed look, looking nice and I'm moving gigantic casseroles or roasts. That's when you see me in an apron hands down because I can't mess up the nice outfit. But that's mm-hmm. my preferred type. So for us as servers, front of house, one of the most common you will see then, is, of course, is the waist apron, which we all no, uh, basically two to three pockets for the servers to carry their various items, whether it's pens, an order pad, your wine key, your vine key. Um, but kitchen staff can also use these aprons, but they're not as protective if you're working with food. Yeah, yeah. They're definitely just for like holding a pad of paper and your cash for the night. And yeah, that's all you want in there. And they wrap really well around the check presenter that you always keep in your... <laughs> such feels in your apron and then into that just can pop in in and out of like whatever backpack that you you're rocking mm-hmm. or just the the simple you know like the simple commuter who i would always see you know my coworkers walking in with like their their starched white shirt not always you know buttoned all the way up yet for the shift but walking in as though their apron and checkbook was like a clutch like a fashionable red carpet yeah, clutch like cuz the they arm. totally and oh god feels feels all the way now what is what is the nightmare version of the of the waist apron Andrea uh, I would just have to say a full the full length gown version of the apron which being is the bistro ugh. apron um and we all know these right bistro aprons are like they're they're like oh, they're a waist apron, but they're just basically like they go down to your feet. They're a duster. They're the duster coat of the apron world. Uh, I've had one job where I had to do it and ooh, baby, I do not like a bistro apron. Yeah, there are a lot. I definitely had and they're what they're they're so big for no reason. Like I and I get this is again, bistro aprons 
French bistro. This is the look, right? This is where they come from. I think they're definitely meant to be like more of a put together fashion statement more than anything. But the function of them, I feel like, have you ever spilled a shitload of anything on a bistro apron wearing it? I mean, it's just that much more visually, there's that much more apron to screw up Mm -hmm. (laughs) versus like something getting on, you know, and oh, white bistro aprons. Like, what are you doing to people? Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah, that is a whole lot. And those, I always, when I always picture a white bistro apron, I feel like they're not quite as long as those crazy black ones that go like all the way down. But I do feel like the long black ones could just like get caught in a machine very easily. And then that's how you die. You feel it. okay? because I'm imagining you're in the weeds and now you're walking well beyond a comfortable pace. You're borderline Mm -hmm. running because you're so slammed. And I'm just feeling and hearing myself kicking the weight of that goddamn bistro ape while I'm trying to hustle and I'm wearing what is essentially you know uh, like a straight jacket um didn't know it's a skirt it's just it's all it is is a skirt when you think about it it's got the skirt in front and then like the the pants in the back that's all that's what we should call it (laughs) totally hustling in a bistro apron is not for the lighthearted um (laughs) So transitioning to back of house again, there is another apron called the four way. Yeah, I don't know what this is. I I can picture it, but I didn't know it had a name and I didn't know it was different from others. So they look similar to waist aprons from afar, but they have a different purpose. Four way aprons are appropriately named this because they can be worn four different ways. (laughs) They are made with layers so, so that when a layer gets soiled, you flip it around, fold it a different way, put it back on, and you have a clean surface. Because as we know, yeah, chefs might be doing shit like wiping knives, like getting the edge of a pot. And they've got like four chances to keep it clean during their shift. (laughs) (laughs) Very similar to a cat having nine lives. This is the longevity of your apron during any given dinner shift. Well, and let's be real. In the kitchen, it's far more likely that, you know, you're turning in a dirty side of an apron toward yourself because it's you're not supposed to be public facing. Like if you're a server and the inside of your apron is also dirty, what are you doing? You know, right. <laughs> that's right. back of house. Oh. Those white bistro aprons that are like the in-betweens, the long bistro, and then the short waist, mm-hmm. those are four ways too. Yeah, because you can like, they're white, you can flip them to the other side and then inside out on, on themselves too. Yes. Uh, that's kind of how all aprons should be. Like, I feel like bistro aprons should have pockets on either sides. I feel like just the regular waist apron should have pockets on either sides. Why okay. don't they, Brooke? I know. That would what be fuck? that would be innovation in that field. I'll tell you what. Oh, look, we heard it here first, guys. We're gonna start our company. Reversible Hello. waist aprons, like mm-hmm. duh. Uh, they, mm-hmm. you know, the industry's in cahoots with your manager who wants to get on your ass for having a dirty apron. <laughs> I'll tell you that much. Okay, so then there's also a waterproof apron. Mm-hmm. They're what it sounds like. They're like, but they're like bib style that go down to bistro length, which are also waterproof, which hello, dishies, dish pit, dish pigs. This is your friend. Yeah, this is definitely going to be like if if anyone's taken down a pig in the back, this is probably what they're wearing. This is a real slaughterhouse look, I would say. You're so right. It's like it's like if you're going to get like blood chemicals or dishwater on you, Mm -hmm. you want to be wearing this crazy I'm not going to lie. They don't breathe. There's a, you're breathing a little mm-hmm. less. And they're heavy. Yes, and they, they are. They look, I always remember, I can picture them like hanging on a rack, like in front of my Ooh. face in the dish pit, me being like, 
That's a lot. But, you know, if you're not fucking soaking wet by the end of the night, I think it's worth it. I'm also picturing someone who does autopsies. Wearing oh, this yeah, kind for of sure. Apron. I keep I keep like picturing like Walter White, you know, Walter. And yes. Jesse. Mm-hmm. This is this is your meth cooking apron. OK, so <laughs> you heard it here first. This is this is what you wear to cook meth. Whether you're in a dish pit or a meth lab, this apron's for you. Um. <laughs> and then another type notable, which I think this is what Andrea mentioned beforehand. So it's called a cobbler, which hmm. is also popularized. Like Japanese have their own stylus. Uh, it's also called the cobbler. And this is the first apron that you would recognize outside of a restaurant. Um, you, they're seen in healthcare and housekeeping. CNAs and medical field staff wear them, uh, cafeterias, bakeries. And I immediately was like, hello, grocery store clerks and drugstore workers. So this is the kind that you can pop over your head. It's it's open on the sides. Is this what you're talking about? Or are you yeah, talking this about is it? No, this got is it. exactly. Yep. And so and it's like yeah, a crisscross. crisscross in the back. Uh-huh. Totally. Mm-hmm. So this is like a pop over your head and you're covered in the front and the back with open venting on the sides. I kind of I- love this, like a vintage drugstore fucking crisscross oh. apron. It's like fashion full, in it, my opinion. And your little name tag up there. Yes. The whole yes. thing. Welcome to Rite Aid. I'm broke. <laughs> Absolutely. But I'm also like... <sighs> Yeah, these are very much like, and again, like I am, like I said, I was picturing like someone doing yard work and like not wanting to get soil all over themselves. Like one of these adorable little cobbler aprons with their big sun hat and some gardening gloves. Ooh, sign me up for my retirement. I know, I know. Or just seeing like, I don't know, it'd be fun to have like a cute like little like barista, you know, coffee shop where like this was the apron of choice, you know. See, now that kind of apron makes so much sense for a barista. Oh my God. You have so much like grounds and coffee and stuff coming at your, the upper half of your body at all times. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyways. Yeah. Um, and then obviously Andrea shouted out like the special occasion, high society sort of like designer denim aprons right. where, okay. So what, what she was talking about, like they could be made out of like a really, really tough canvas or a denim, which typically these are considered woodworking aprons because it's hard. It's harder to like stab yeah, through the material. Totally. Absolutely. But it's like totally the look. Um, you know, I think we talked about having and when like Brandy Barber was on, they had like really fancy aprons like that. But it also can add like a lot of weight to your person throughout the day. And you're just like already having to wear like long denim or long pants and then like a long sleeve shirt and then having to wear like a super heavy denim apron on top of it can really be trying on one uh, through a, a super probably hot, sweaty dinner shift. Oh, dude. Yeah. Um. Well, that being said, I had my job at James. Mm-hmm. We didn't. Aprons not allowed. Aprons not allowed. And I hated it. Like I loved how cute I looked. Right. Without mm-hmm. my outfit being ruined by a damn little apron. But then you're like, oops, I forgot to wear my dress with pockets. Um, And my whole shift is me carrying things around that I don't want to carry around because you need your hands. That's what the apron is for. Apron is extra set of hands. Totally. Absolutely. That's exactly that's. Yeah, it's just for you to it's your it's your purse. It's your it is. It's 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 total function for you to have so many things on your person. Where else do you put your one key? Where else do you put your pens? Where else do you and where would you keep like your cash for the night since you guys didn't. Like, did everybody just have their own station where it would just, they would just kind of like hang? Yeah, that's a great question. If I'm remembering correctly, 
it might the bartender handled cash mm-hmm. transactions and was able to keep track of like if we got a big like we would be able to then take the tip and then yes you would like be shoving it in your little cubby or like a pocket or whatever but it was just like and I love the owner of the restaurant but she was particular it was an experience everything was so precious but yeah you're wearing your jeans which were my usual like nice jeans for going out also and you've mm-hmm. got like pen stains well we had to wear really dark denim that was the rule. right dark okay. denim only but in your back pockets you've got your wine key you've got your bottle opener you've got your tiny little notepads you've got all your stuff I think her thought was our restaurant is so little that you can just make a thousand extra trips fuck you <laughs> I just think it would have been I I think James would have been just as sexy with like just investing in some really cute nice aprons and everybody just wears blacks under that you yeah, know I know uh for our brunch shift she allowed it because brunch is chaos yeah dude for thank sure god. thank but god thank god there are still like a few places where like people kind of wear whatever they want. I feel like depending on what like bar you're in and bartenders aren't really wearing aprons anyway, let's face it. Cause everything they need is right there. But like mm-hmm. even a service, I feel like, I don't know. It's hard. I'm I, uh, yeah. Aprons are fucking great though. I love aprons. You know what we haven't talked about is that like weird fitted, um, like tuxedo vest, like long apron. It's a very eighties look. It's a very like, like, an, like a casino. Yes. Okay. Kind of. It's kind of like a mashup. And I swear, I swear to God, it's like only women. I swear in the 80s and 70s, they were like, just hug the tits. You know what I mean? Because we want kind of like a low cut stitch and we want it to V down. So it's like a bib, but it like V's down and then fits like a bodice and then is long like an apron. I know it's a very specific like but it exists and I don't think it exists anymore because like fuck all that noise. Uh, I'm going to actually show you custom made. Yeah, something as such. Oh, well, mm. you know what? You know what? It looks like a halter dress that you're wearing Doesn't over it? your man outfit. It looks yeah. like a little mini dress. Yeah, and you just wear it right over there, which is also very very strange. Yeah, here's another ver- that's all it really is. It is like basically a little mini dress. It's a little mini dress to feminize you, you know, because they make women dress in menswear for this Mm -hmm. job. Um, I will say I will shout out uh, Chef Nikki, who we follow and she follows us, too. She designed an entire line of feminine fitted chefs like your chef uh, whites and blacks, and they fit really well and are not super oversized where you can be drowning as a smaller figure, petite, you know, female. Everything is built and tailored for a man, and she's got a great new line that makes you look great, feel confident, and you're not dragging around a bistro apron's worth of extra material while you're trying to make, <laughs> you know, your mirepoix. Uh-huh. That is another thing. All aprons are one size fits all, so this is a good way to change it. So yes. Well, God damn it, Brooke. Look at us. We learned so much once again on add-ons. I hope you guys feel like you're learning too. Please, if you haven't already, go rate, review, talk about add-ons. Let us know what you think. If you have any fun topics, throw them our way. Yeah, but that's, and, that's, that's, that's about it. Huh? And, and can I add one last point that even though you and I are not currently wearing, you know, are not currently wearing aprons for a service industry job, I think we both have fully graduated into fanny pack uh, oh, territory. I fully am a fanny pack person, and I would wear a fanny pack on the floor. 
Just saying. May the, may the force be with all of us that that it normalizes. Normalize fanny packs on the floor, baby. Normalize it, baby. All right, guys. We will see you next week on Adams. <laughs>